Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Uh, this is a, probably a, a good little tip uh, when it comes to dating. There's nothing wrong with splurging a little on a date. In fact, you could get dumped if you don't. A, a woman went viral on TikTok after she talked about a date that was going perfectly fine until her date ordered a burger. Oh. The waitress asked if he wanted cheese on it. And he asked if there was an extra charge, and she said it would be $3 more, so he said no. He later told his date that it was crazy how they charge extra extra for everything, and that uh, that turned her off. So after they ate their meal, she got up saying she had to go to the restroom. I don't even think a burger is a good order on a first date. No. That's messy. No, not a good call. No. Uh, so she said she uh, was going to the bath- uh, restroom, she, but instead she paid the bill and walked out, texted the guy telling him that the check had been paid and that he should have gotten the cheese, and she blocked him. Wow. It got her that upset. You know what? That's, uh, that is proof. One, that they charge too much for cheese. Three bucks is a lot. Yeah. Don't disagree with them on that one. Maybe it was a fancy burger. But two, there are too many options in dating now. <laughs> I mean, if, if if cheese, a slice of cheese yeah. is going to eliminate you. Yeah. I mean, cutting the cheese should eliminate you. <laughs> but a slice of cheese, no. I mean, it just means she's got too many options mm-hmm. and, and is not committed to actually giving it a real try emotionally. Yeah, she claims she's just not interested in a man who's frugal, even oh, just for himself. Goodness. Uh, so, of course, it went viral on TikTok, and now she's getting ripped by people saying mm. she's the one who's crazy. No doubt. She's tried to have some fun with it, follow-up videos and such. And uh, in any event, I guess she's decided, because of all the uh, harassment she's taken over this decision, that she's going to give the guy a second chance. She says they're talking again and that there will be another date. Dude, run. Why? Run. (laughs) Run. Run. (laughs) She's going to spend all your money. Oh, yeah. On cheese. All your cheddar going to be gone. Right. Um, This is a good app for me. Tinder is adding a dating dictionary to help old people hit on young people. That's... (laughs) I like to spend my weekends. <laughs> There's a lot of dating terms. My gosh. So uh, here's some and what they mean. Situationship. It's when it's more than a hookup but not exclusive. Okay. Date review. When a date feels more like a job interview. Right. Textlationship. When you text all the time but rarely meet up with the person. Gotcha. Here's one I hear all the time. Ick. Anything that's a turnoff. Yeah. Oh, this one I do. Cushioning. <laughs> Keeping people in your back pocket just in case the person you're dating doesn't work out. That's my move. It's a similar to another term called benching. You also might hear someone describe these people as next on deck. Gotcha. So I say all the time with my lady friends. Kitten fishing. It's not cat fishing, but it's where you pretend to be someone else. It's a scaled back version where you tweak or embellish things about yourself. Okay. Like kitten fishing. Afford dating. Short for affordable dates. It goes hand in hand with another term called frugal flirting. Right. Well, I guess this girl wasn't down with frugal flirting. No, not at all. Dry texting. Someone who writes boring text and doesn't use any emojis. (laughs) It's also called being an adult. (laughs) ONS, of course. One night stand. Gotcha. OTP. One true pairing or the perfect couple. Okay. A sneaky link. Two people who hook up a lot but keep it a secret. All right. Yeah, it goes on and on. Eco-dumping, ending a date because someone's not committed enough to the environment. Oh, Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) 
Oh, I thought that's what you have to you do after a vegetarian meal. <laughs> <laughs> Love bombing when you come on too strong at the start of a relationship. Ah, bringing out the L word too soon. Yeah, turbo relationship. It's also called sober first kiss. It's exactly what it sounds like when you kiss for the first time sober. <laughs> so many kiss for the first time drunk. Uh, I like this riz, short for charisma. Like, I just went out with a guy who had a ton of riz. This is the new uh, thing. Yes. Even in sports, everything's shortened down. Yeah. Like, what are the kids saying in the dressing room these days? Uh, well, there's the celly. What's the celly? The celebration. Goal oh, celebration. God, I hate people. What else? <laughs> a celly. I don't know. I don't understand the, half the stuff they say in there. A celly. Riz. If anybody ever said in a conversation, uh, I went out with a guy with a ton of riz, I would think it would be sexual. <laughs> Boy, he's got a lot of riz. He, you saw that already? What? That's, that's turbo dating. Uh, Lucky, I thought about this yesterday. This could be a fun little bit. I was uh, thinking about the Oscars and uh, how uh, Jimmy Kimmel at the beginning had, uh, when he was doing his monologue, he was wrapping up. He said this year with the Oscars, they'd have a team of dancers come out and push you off if you kept talking right. instead of playing um, uh, exit music. I thought, wouldn't it be funny if uh, on our show, when one of us was rambling on about something and the other had decided they'd had enough, they'd just play exit music on us. <laughs> so you can play it on me or I'd play it on you. Like, for example, uh, talk uh, about the Leaf game last night. How sure. was that? Uh, well, the Leafs had a 2 nothing lead at one point. Uh, Buffalo uh, had Alex Tuck return. He scored in his return. Second time with straight game with a game-winning goal. Uh, Matt Martin allowing four goals again. Is this our playoff music? Yeah, yeah. So you can keep going, and I'll just make it louder and louder. Right. So keep going. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so there are question marks in the Leaf net as to how the playoff picture will look. The problem I have with this is that you have control. Oh, no. I'm going to give it to you. Of you the can... music and the volume. No, no. Well, oh, yeah, the volume, maybe. But I, you could put it in your uh, in your Adobe there in your hotkeys. Right. And when I'm get, getting on your nerves, <laughs> you just play that. <laughs> I think people would get tired of it constantly playing. It'd be the most played song <laughs> in our rotation. The big oh. bosses are saying, "Why do we owe like royalty rights to John Williams?" Yeah, that's right. Somewhere, Doug Elliott is at home right now uh, trying to figure out how to play that from his house <laughs> on the air here. Uh, this is an interesting uh, bit of stuff. Ashton Kutcher, along with other celebrities, have stories of being connected to serial killers. His was that there was a serial killer named Michael the Hollywood Ripper Gargiulo, who in uh, 2001, um, uh, Ashton was supposed to go on a date with a woman. When he showed up at her house, she didn't answer the door. He peeked through a window and saw what he thought were wine stains on the carpet and left. Turns out they were blood stains. The woman had been murdered by the Hollywood Ripper. Oh. And Ashton testified at his trial. Really? Yeah. How have I not heard of this? I've never heard of that story. I know. And I feel bad. Okay, for, first of all, feel bad for the woman. She was murdered, of for course. crying out loud. But she was also just heading out, possibly, for a date with Ashton Kutcher. Like, how does your whole world turn around so badly? Right. You run into this dude. Yeah. I mean, and you and I together watched a ton of serial killer oh, stuff. Yeah. too much. How's this not come up? <laughs> I know. Netflix hasn't got a hold of this? Ashton Kutcher's going to include it in that 90s show. Right. So, so, yeah, you'd think he, of all people, might have done something on it. But anyhow, he hasn't. Um, 
Deborah Harry, remember her, Blondie? Yes. She says that uh, she uh, accepted a ride from Ted Bundy back in the 70s. Wow. And had to jump out of his moving VW bug when she realized he was up to no good. Really? Yeah. Now, I've heard this one before. Woody Harrelson's dad, Charles Harrelson, is in prison. I don't even know if he's alive anymore, but... Um, I remember hearing that. Yeah, he was a hitman. Charles was a hitman who uh, was involved in dozens of murders. He even claimed he killed JFK. Woody eventually developed a guarded, I would think so, very guarded relationship with his dad while he was in prison. Chris Farley had a, well, not really a relationship with Ed Gein, but Farley grew up, uh, his home was in view of a mental health institute in Wisconsin. By the time, uh, by that time, it was the home to Ed Gein, the uh, killer who inspired both Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yikes. As a kid, uh, Chris was worried uh, Gein or one of the other inmates would escape and break into his home. I would think that to be true. Right. You think you think we're concerned helicopter parents now? What would yeah, it be like yeah. in that town? <laughs> Why don't you, hey, son, go over in the uh, the institute field and play, play catch. <laughs> Te- tease them a little bit That's through right. the fence. That's right. Uh, Beach Boys' Dennis Wilson had a bizarre relationship with Charles Manson. Wilson became friends with Manson when he was a, an aspiring singer-songwriter. The Beach Boys even recorded one of his songs, Never Learn Not to Love. And Wilson later caught on that Manson was pretty dangerous and abandoned his own home to cut ties because members of the Manson cult were living there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Paul, poor Polly Shore. You know, sometimes we just don't take into consideration somebody's feelings when we make jokes of them, especially when you're on the worldwide stage at the Oscars, and especially when two of his ex-co-stars from Encino Man are winning Oscars, and he is basically the butt of the joke because his career is in the toilet. Um, he says, look, uh, we love to hate people when they're on top. People want to smash me and bring me down back then. I was always nice to everyone, always cool, put my heart into my films. Human beings have feelings. We're not selling real estate. He says he's happy for his former co-stars, and he's ready to jump back into the game if someone is willing to take a chance on him. Really? I don't know if anybody's going to take a chance on the weasel. He said all of this because yesterday he had tweeted, uh, I don't know if you saw a guy, saw, a guy saw this, at the Academy Awards last night, but Jimmy Kimmel poked fun at me in the monologue, and I loved it. Hmm. But what I really loved is that my old buddies from back in the day, Brendan Fraser and Ki Hu Kwan, took home the Oscars. Never quit on your dreams. <laughs> That's not going to get annoying to you. You're going to lose control of that board. <laughs> or lose a finger. No, I think it's important that we have uh, cutoff music. Right. Um, and finally, uh, Rolling Stone magazine has come out with the greatest... Heavy metal songs of all time. The top 100. And we're going to play them all for you. <laughs> Starting at 9 o'clock this morning with Lorianne. <laughs> Put that music up. Play it off. Craig and Lucky. Weekday mornings on 94.9 The Rock. Felt nice yesterday. You know, my gosh, it was like 6.30. We were having dinner. It felt like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, we got confused, basically, by the amount of sunshine yeah. and daylight that we had. Because normally running out to hockey after dinner is in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we had to scramble to get dinner on in time because kind of sitting around and enjoying the sunshine, not thinking about it. I guess that's part of maybe the confusion that everybody speaks of with the, uh, the time change. Yeah, because as much as it, like physically I never feel it, uh, it doesn't throw me off as so many say it does. But uh, yesterday, yeah, just a tad confused. I mean, it felt nice. Certainly to have that extra sunshine. I mean, basically, it's uh, daylight till like almost 7 o'clock now. Mm-hmm. So we'll take that. That wow. simply means spring is 
approaching quickly. And what we're giving up is this morning when you notice that the sun right. <laughs> doesn't come up till like almost yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning. But as we can tell from uh, from ratings, nobody's listening up to this hour anyhow. <laughs> no one's up. It's just you and me talking to each other. <laughs> Why don't you guys go on earlier? Really attract them. Yeah, they're sleeping. And they should be. Uh, this was interesting. I thought, how many times can you wear pajamas, jeans, shirts, socks, underwear? It is said by experts, and I don't know who these experts are. Like without wash- washing them? Yeah, without okay. washing them, yeah. Uh, you can wear pajamas once a week if you shower before bed, daily if you don't shower, meaning you should change your pajamas every day if you don't shower before bed. Gotcha. Okay. This is wash them once a week if you're showering. With yeah. Them. Okay. Gotcha. Now, uh, I guess it all depends if you have like a full on PJs or do you just sleep in like the T-shirt you wore that day, right? Uh, and like your gitch. But yeah, if you have full on pajamas, head to toe, you got to wash them out once a week if you shower, and uh, you change them daily if you don't. This I don't know that I've ever done. Coats and jackets should be washed once a month. I've got coat. Uh, the coat I'm wearing right now, and now it's a winter coat. I've had it for maybe decades. Right. I don't know that I've ever washed it. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, well, certainly because the kids' coats get washed quite a bit because they're rolling around in the mud mm. and such in the snow. Um, they get they get put in the wash and dry. Ours will get thrown in every now and then, but maybe once a year. I don't or <laughs> once a season. I don't think it's as much as, as, as once. I know it's not as much as once a month. Yeah, I can't remember a time that I ever washed a coat or a jacket. I mean, I guess this I'm wearing right now is like a thin golf jacket. Of course, it would go in the wash. It mm-hmm. has. But I'm thinking of just kind of any heavier jacket. Like your winter coat. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, I mean, you're out in it a lot. I mean, we don't really get dirty, per se. No. You're not. I know you're not out shoveling no, or no, doing no. anything, <laughs> exerting Most, yourself or that would have any dirt sprayed on you. Most of the shoveling I do is during this show. <laughs> shoveling a lot of poop. <laughs> um, jeans. Only once a month. That seems not enough. Do we have to wash them once a month? I mean, I'll usually wear the same pair for a week. Yeah. Because I put them on in the morning, come here, take them off when I get home and end up in shorts. I agree. I do that. Well, yeah, most of my pants. And if, and if they get, if they, if I do end up washing them, it's because I don't either fold them up or hang them up properly after I wear them. Mm. And I'll throw them on. They get all crinkled, and they, oh, yeah? they look, they look like they've been worn a few so times. So you actually go to the effort of putting them on a hanger after you've worn them? Uh, yeah. Well, like, I just throw them on the bed, right? And then crawl under them and sleep. <laughs> but that piles up after a week. Yeah, it certainly does. But you know what? You don't have to buy blankets and comforters. Just sleep under your clothes. There you go. Um, underwear and socks after every wear, of right. course. I mean, unless you're a pervert who wants to sell their underwear on the internet, then wear it for as long as you want. Go ahead if you make money on it. Uh, some, some do. Yeah, they do. Workout clothes after wearing them once. Yes. Well, I mean, it, it, high sweat situations, it's right? It's bacteria that builds up. All right. And, and that's the why the pajamas and especially like the underwear for overnight, if you're sleeping in them, mm-hmm. you know, things, uh, things build up and get sweaty under those covers. I, I'm such a disaster. I wear two pairs of underwear. <laughs> Uh, shirts after wearing them once, if they uh, have direct skin to- uh, contact, and you can go a little longer if you're wearing them uh, over another shirt. Yep. 
The only one I don't have to worry about here on this list is the workout clothes. I don't own any. (laughs) This is probably good. The world's population is expected to start shrinking, but not soon enough. It'll be about another 45 years before we see that happening. Need a little less bodies on this ball. And I guess with um, modern medicine and the uh, availability of uh, birth control now being spread out to third world nations, that will probably help curb some of that. Mike and Ike aren't real people. (laughs) They're imaginary food characters like Mr. Peanut or Betty Crocker. Oh, really? There's no Mike, there's no Ike. Are the imaginary characters on the box? I don't remember. I don't remember either. You want to look at Before this very famous movie got its uh, title, the working title was A Boy's Life. It became E.T. Oh, Hmm. all right. Yeah. SEAL Team 6 got its name to confuse the Soviet Union. They were only two Navy SEAL teams when it was established in 1979, but the Pentagon wanted the Soviet intelligence to think there were more. (laughs) Such an easy little thing. They're listening. Yeah. Uh, This gives Canada, I guess, something to pat ourselves on the back about. We started celebrating Thanksgiving in 1578, 43 years before the U.S. did. Okay. Well, they were always a bit late on it because they're a month after us. Right. But they were 43 whole years late. Right. But boy, do they ever go hard when it comes to it. They really do. They do it up large. Like most things with the U.S., they take it to the extreme. And everything is large. Although last night the Leaf game was interesting. The uh, the, the anthem singer's mic went out during the uh, U.S. National Anthem. Well, this has happened before, and then there's the audience yeah, carried Yeah, the on. audience uh, kicked in, carried it in, but they were, I was noticing some tweets from some American hockey fans last night who were saying, I don't know if the American crowd could do that, but I think they have in the past as well. They've been able to sing O Canada? Yeah, well, they put the lyrics up, so oh, it okay. helps. It's like a big karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that BTS, that South Korean band, they do pretty good. They, uh, they add an estimated $5 billion annually to the South Korea economy. It's about half a percent of the world's entire economy. It's interesting, though, that they don't give them a break when it comes to their military service. Right. They had to, uh, now they have to take breaks, uh, from their touring schedule to go serve in the military because that's, that's a rule there. Yeah. Merv Griffin originally wrote the Final Jeopardy theme song as a lullaby for his son and called it A Time for Tony, and he earned more than $70 million in royalties from it in his lifetime. Wow. Just from that jingle. Not bad, huh? Uh, what else do we have here? Kid Rock refused to put his song all summer long on iTunes, but a karaoke version was available. It sold many copies, and it wound up higher on the Billboard charts than the original. (laughs) Oh, kid. Oh, kid. The karaoke version was 19th on the Billboard charts. The uh, original was only 23rd. (laughs) Some people trust his political advice. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Great guy live. I I tell you, there, there have been, he might be the only one. In all of my years of going to concerts, I remember seeing Aerosmith at uh, the Bud stage. And uh, he opened up for them. And I had no idea who he was. Mm. And I was so impressed. I enjoyed his show more than Aerosmith's. Okay. Yeah. 
He was it was unbelievable. He was playing every instrument. He, he was just yeah. He's gone a little sideways, but uh, or a lot sideways by some account. But uh, boy, oh boy, as far as being a musician and talented, he certainly is. Koalas have fingerprints that look almost exactly like human fingerprints. Interesting. So if you're going to pull off a crime, <laughs> have a koala with you. Get him to pull the trigger. In Let It Be by the Beatles, the lyric, Mother Mary Comes to Me, isn't about the Virgin Mary. It's about Paul McCartney's mother, Mary. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Because of the uh, atrocities of the Nazi era in Germany, Germans don't maintain data on racial demographics. Okay. Yeah. Here's something America could not pat itself on the back about. 76% of the serial killers in the 20th century were in the U.S. Yes. Only 4% were in third world countries. <laughs> because they're too busy over there, I don't know, trying to survive themselves. Yeah. <laughs> no time to be wiping out other people. And a big round of applause, everybody, for the barnacle. Barnacles have the largest junk of anything in the animal kingdom. Okay. Relative to their size, a right. male barnacle's junk can extend to eight times its body length. Wow. That's a weapon. <laughs> He's a show. That's a heck of a reach around. <laughs> this is funny. Some food stuff for you. A guy has filed a lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings, <laughs> saying their boneless wings are just chicken nuggets and claims it's false advertising. Uh-huh. His basic argument is that if you call something wings, most people would assume they're made of actual wing meat. But he believes they're just real chunks of breast meat that are deep fried and made to look like wings. Now, I love this. This is Buffalo Wild Wings' response. They downplay the lawsuit in a tweet that said, it's, it's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. Our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, so I guess uh, meat experts, or I guess butchers, say they're not really nuggets either. Normally those are made from tiny bits of meat molded into a nugget shape. The guy suing claims their product is closer to nuggets than actually deboned wings. Right. I guess he's saying... The price should be cheaper because it shouldn't include the cost of deboning a wing. Right. But you would think then nuggets, if his belief uh, nuggets are made from whole skinless, boneless chicken breast, that meat is expensive. Right. So I would think that is a more expensive cut than the wings themselves. Hmm. Anyhow, this is obviously an American lawsuit. This is what they do there. Are you willing to share Food at a restaurant? Like if you and Adrian go to dinner or say it's, well, here's a good question. Who are you willing to share food with? For example, if you and I went out for lunch, I don't think we'd share an appetizer. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it kind of depends on the on the setting. Like a lot of times, like, you know, Saturday night after the hockey game, um, if we go back to the, the bar or pub mm. or something like that, sometimes we'll just grab a bunch of appies and everyone here, mm. you know, Grab something that was. I used to be like the nacho plate, not right. thing. Yeah, I don't like sharing with a bunch of individuals like that. Well, times have changed on that one, but it's yeah. Sometimes, like if you have like, well, what did we have? There were sliders, like matzo sticks, right? That kind of thing. Yeah, 
I guess if you're taking an individual one and consuming it and doing it one by one and not kind of touching everything on the plate. Right. Um, about 35% of us, like a quarter of people, never share dishes at a restaurant. And over half of people say that sometimes they'll order different dishes than their friends or significant others so that they can share. Yeah, I, I read somewhere they were saying, like, they think it's weird. Oh, it was the Biden thing. Because the Bidens went out for dinner mm. and they both ordered the same entree. And and people were, you know, jumping on them saying, well, why the hell wouldn't you order two different things and you could try each other's out if right. that's what you wanted. But I kind of see that. I know that, like, the lovely Maria and I, when we go to dinner, we'll usually order different things. Although she'll pull this annoying stunt where she'll tell me what to get as a side <laughs> so she can have some. <laughs> she'll get the salad, of course. Hey, hey, get, get some fries. Get some fries. I want a couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't listen? Why don't you just order for me and then consume both meals? I still love. There's somewhere a pub put up uh, on their menu uh, the my girlfriend's not hungry plate. Right, which, like, a couple of fries, <laughs> yeah, a couple of wings, two matzo sticks, yeah. and a deep fried pickle. Yeah. So I don't know that all of us go the full Joey routine from Friends, where he won't remember wouldn't share his food at all with anybody. Right. But, uh, yeah, Maria and I now, I just find, too, sometimes the plate, it's just too much damn food. Like, even if you order a, you know, an individual entree, and sometimes it's just easier to order a couple of few apps and share them. Well, again, it depends on the setting and what you're, if you're there for dinner, then right. you order a full plate. If you're there for snacks, appies, or just drinks, then, yeah, order a couple of appetizers and share them around. But even, I think, like, the last time we were at the keg, uh, we never make a reservation anymore. We just go and sit, sit at the bar. Yeah. And we just order some, like, steak bites and something else. And I never go in and have a big, massive steak and like I, all the sides. Uh, and to me, appetizers are supposed to be shared. Like, I love yeah. calamari. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, just to sit down and wolf down a plate <laughs> of calamari <laughs> seems a little strange. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> uh, and if you're working uh, towards losing some weight, here is a trick, supposedly. It's a weight loss hack. Basically, you trick yourself into think you're eating more by cutting your food into pieces and scattering them across your plate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, these researchers conducted a series of experiments where everyone ate the same meal of rice and sauce. Oh, boy, sign me up. <laughs> God. Rice and sauce. <laughs> where's, where's the lobster yeah. part of that one? I, I, uh, this is a thing about, I don't like rice. That's the thing about me. You don't, don't like rice? I don't. I, if I'm making an Asian dish at home or if I'm ordering, I'll order it with an Asian noodle. Yes. But I don't like rice. I prefer noodle to rice. Yeah. I have something just so boring and bland. And even when it's. I Very it's, rarely would I order rice as a side at a restaurant. Yeah, never. Never. Yeah. I mean, my sister in law used to always make this rice dish with tomato sauce. I mean, I guess it was uh, just a cheap, quick meal, but she seemed to serve it to us a lot. <laughs> and I would choke that thing down. <laughs> Ugh. Anyhow, I guess telling yourself you're eating a lot more than you are makes you eat less. Okay. Right. I don't right. Know. Or here's an idea. Be an adult. <laughs> Be an adult and make a, a reasonable food decision. You don't, you don't have to order the steak the size of a head. Well, why wouldn't you give them something good to eat to try this experiment rather than... Mm. Of course people are like, no, 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 I've had enough. That was way too much. <laughs> ooh, ooh, more rice and sauce, Can please. you double up on that rice and sauce? Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.